What's up, cowgals? My name is Morgan Phillips, and I'm the host of the My Western Way podcast and the owner of the Backroad Bay Boutique. I'm going to be giving you the hot take on the Western industry from things that are trending in fashion all the way to the dirty details on mucking out the stalls. This podcast is for the ranchers, the farmers, the fashion influencers, or even the wannabeers. I'm here to show you that my Western way doesn't have to look anything like your Western way, and that's totally okay. Whether you bought the buckle or you want it, you're welcome here. As Shania Twain once said, let's go, girls. Welcome back to My Western Way. We are back with another business owner who I'm so stoked to interview. Um, I think we've followed each other for, honestly, since I've begun my business. So it's really cool to get to meet these people, like obviously not in person yet, but hopefully someday. Um, But I'm really excited to introduce y'all to Eve, who owns Addie Rose Southern. So Eve, welcome. Thank you for being on Thank you. I'm so glad we could finally get this together. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It was kind of a hot mess with being in (laughs) Vegas and everything. My life has been just a hot mess in general since I moved to Texas. So um, it's been crazy, like go, go, go. But I'm excited to sit down with you and learn more about your business that I've been following for so long. So go ahead for let's start. um, Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I am a first generation Texan. I've lived here my whole life. I grew up dancing ballet. I lived in San Antonio, um, in a big city. Then I moved away after high school to college to dance. And I moved to another big city, um, and decided that that was not the path I wanted to be on after dancing for 14 years, moved back to Texas, um, started working for a PR company, um, again, decided that was not what I wanted to do, fell back into dancing. I taught for six years. Um, and then I met my husband and we moved to a small, tiny town with like 2000 people. You know, we have two kids and three dogs and we're living the dream out here in the, in the country. It's funny how, so also first generation Texan from my side of the family, we have other family, but, um, it's funny how, you know, you experience the city life. So we have a familiar, familiar aspect. We both lived in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm obviously like I'm born and raised there, but you got to experience it. And it's weird how you go from like having everything around you. Like if you want matcha latte like it's right down the street if you want to spin class it's right down the street but then you go to a small town of 2,000 people and you're like this feels more like home than all that ever felt like yes I and when I lived in Pittsburgh I lived downtown you know you take the bus you walk because you can't you can afford to park your car anywhere um literally everything you wanted you could order stuff to be delivered to your wherever you lived. And then same thing when we were in San Antonio and then we moved out here. It's like, there's no DoorDash. You drive 25 minutes to get to the store. Um, you go to the post office and you meet and become friends with everyone there. And then you see them at the grocery store and you see them people every single place. Yes. Yes. I love it. And I never thought that this is where I would be, but now I'm like, why, how did I not get here sooner? 
Yes. Oh, yes. No, me too, for sure. Um, and so I was like four hours from uh, Pittsburgh where I lived in Pennsylvania. I was near Hershey. Um, and so I was still kind of out in the country, but it wasn't like I still had stuff around me and it was more mm-hmm. populated. And now being in Stephenville, it's honestly like everyone says it's a small town, but it does kind of have that big town feel now that it's a D one school and stuff like that. But just overall in Texas, like people are so kind and they are even if it is a little bit of a bigger town, like I've gone to Houston with my friends and even if it's a bigger town, people just make it feel like a small town because everyone is just so, so sweet. Everyone's like, yes, ma'am. No, sir. Like, you know, all the things, all the proper, like, um, just addressing you and stuff like that. And there, I mean, I've only been here four months and you've been here your most of your life, but yeah. it's like, I, it just feels like home. I will never move anywhere else. My husband is from Michigan and we've kind yeah. of, you know, talked about, no, I'm going to die <laughs> <Absolutely> here. <not>. <laughs> <laughs> Dig my grave now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I love that. Well, okay, cool. So, um, I guess let's first just kind of stick on this track of, you know, moving to Texas since it's something that I've done. A lot of people have been following me and my journey, um, because it's a little bit different for me. You were born and raised here and came back. Mm -hmm. Um, but still like you moved away and then decided to come back. So what did that like move back to Texas look like for you? Why? Um, and just like, kind of talk about that. Um, so it was the, I was in my early twenties. I was used to having a lot of independence. Um, I will say that my style really changed being in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I uh, developed this horrible obsession with Nike high tops. I probably had 10 or 12 pairs of them. Um, <laughs> I went from wearing, you know, cute outfits, boots, dresses to jeans and Nike high tops and sweats. And so when I moved back, it was like, Oh, okay. People don't wear that (laughs) here, you know, and I became really good friends with the girl I worked with and she, she had friends who lived out in Uvalde. And so we go out there and we go dove hunting and I really got back into the Western lifestyle, spending more time out in the country, going to rodeos, um, doing that kind of stuff in it. I completely switched my style and it's crazy. It's crazy to look back that that was 12 years ago, how my style has developed. And I really do think that being in Texas, you get this whole, whether you're country or not, everyone wears boots, you know, everyone has at least one pair of boots or 10. Yeah, no, that's so true. And Um, I started dressing Western a little bit when I was in Pennsylvania, but I never felt Mm -hmm. like fully confident to go out and like, like I would dabble in it, I would say, but it was never like a full on like bell bottoms. And like, Mm -hmm. I think there's been, I used to go to this bar. Um, it's called the winter circle. It's actually where my parents met. My dad was a bouncer and my mom like went there there. I think they were kind of set up, but, Mm -hmm. um, they met there. It's a line dancey bar, the only one like really in the area, but I used to go there with my friends. So like full circle, my parents met there like 25 years ago and now I go, but, oh my gosh. um, that was the only place that I felt confident enough to like wear the clothes that I wanted to wear. I had these like right. black and white pair of striped bell bottoms that were super popular and sold so well for me, but I was just 
like I loved them on, but I was so scared to wear them in public. I think I wore them to work like maybe one time and everyone was like, uh, you kind of look like a pirate or something like that. Oh, like no. you, just, you just always get like some kind of comment like people don't mean it to be rude but they're like what the heck are you wearing whereas here like you can wear whatever you want and like I wouldn't even say that I'm like super super western at this point but like I am more comfortable to be confident in my style whatever that looks like I think because I live in a college town like it's still not like super western but you see kind of a wide mix of girls that are like preppy versus like super college rodeo western type look so it's really cool like I feel like I'm somewhere healthy in the middle but I can wear whatever I want and feel confident and not have someone come up to me and be like um what are you wearing (laughs) and that's what I got when I was in Pittsburgh people were like oh you're wearing boots they they make fun of you and they call you a cowgirl, but meaning it in a derogatory way, not really yes. understanding what that word means or what, what a cowgirl really is, who yeah. a cowgirl is. And it made me feel, I don't know, I almost became embarrassed to wear them. Um, so I stopped wearing them for a while. And that's when I started tr- dressing more like the people around me. So when I would move back to Texas and I kind of f- fell into that crowd who who dressed Western and who was part of the Western industry, I became comfortable. And then I've always worn whatever I wanted to wear. My mom has so many pictures of me just dressed crazy and people <laughs> always compliment me on my outfits all the time. People are just talking, Oh my God, I love that. How do you, where'd you get that? Or how do you have the confidence to wear it? I'm like, I don't know. I just wear it. I love it. I, I kind of like being bold and sticking out and having people talk to me about that. Yeah. No, definitely. It's funny that you brought up like being called a cowgirl as like a derogatory term. Cause I remember this one time, this guy on Tinder, like of all places, all my pictures, like, you know, I have a cowboy hat on or something like that. And this one guy was like, how do you cowgirl? Like, I don't know, some like thing. And I was like, it literally gave me such the ick that like, I knew he was being a dick about it. And I was just like, all right, screw you. Like, buy block delete but that's what happens like when you live in an area where it's not popular so for you um you obviously have your business Addie Rose Southern so you love fashion clearly but like how did that business kind of come about and how has it evolved in the last you've been four years now right so four years I've been doing more western but I started six years ago making jewelry so I just Mm. looked and saw what was popular at the time and I'm so embarrassed to like go back and look at my old pictures hey we all start somewhere we all start somewhere (laughs) (laughs) but I started making druzy earrings and necklaces and it's just it's (laughs) no offense if that's your thing that's great but for me looking back I'm just like oh okay I was just looking for something to to do it was really was a hobby and then um I posted a picture one day of me wearing some cutoff shorts. I had gone to the thrift store because I needed some longer shorts and people loved them. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly friends. So I started selling them to friends and then more people were interested. And I had a boutique from Canada contact me. So I started, I was like, okay, well, I'll just add these to my wholesale website. And it just like, it took off. And the more I went thrifting, the more I was finding these vintage jeans. And I just, I loved them. I, I've always loved vintage clothing 
Um, and I actually have a vintage Western shirt that I've had for 11 years. I bought it for 50 cents at a thrift store. It's wild. (laughs) Love it. And then it just kind of morphed into that. And I realized that I really loved Western fashion and that it was okay here in Texas to wear it and that people were more accepting of it. I still every now and then get uncomfortable because I'm not part of the Western industry, but I I just, I like it. I like to wear whatever I want to wear. I also wear, you know, heels and jeans or dresses. It's my style's all over the place, but my love my true love is Western fashion. Yeah, no, I feel that a hundred percent. Um, obviously like I would say in the last two years, maybe like the vintage jeans style has like really, yes. really blown up. Have you seen that like within your business? Oh, oh, it is my bread and butter. I will say in 2020 when more people were doing online shopping, mm-hmm. I could not keep things. I would list it and it would sell out within 40 minutes. It And even now it's like, I post it and it's a little slower, you know, things have kind of slowed down the economy, but still that's, it's so, so popular that I'm having trouble sourcing, right? I'm having to get creative to find these things. And that's another thing I love about my business is meeting the people when I go and find things, especially locally people. Oh, I've had these in my storage unit for 30 years. Why I still have them. I don't know. You want these? Oh, they're, I don't like them anymore. How can people think they're stylish? I'm like, if you only knew Yeah, right. Like (laughs) how people, I had a woman last week. She goes, ew, really? Like, yes, people love them. You clearly are not on social media. (laughs) No, she was in her late seventies. So she totally out of touch with that's so cool so you're sourcing from like individuals like Facebook marketplace or what's that look like for you yeah Facebook marketplace um friends of friends will call me hey um you know some my neighbors behind me passed away they're getting ready to do an estate sale do you want to come look at it beforehand walk into no joke the closet is like the size of a bedroom lined with the most amazing pieces you've ever seen in your life um and then friends will say oh I picked this up at the store I thought you might like it I was out thrifting and I saw it that's, that's my favorite. So you have like a lot of supportive people in your life then it sounds like which is really cool for a yes. small business owner. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, um how has kind of obviously with this blowing up people hop on the trend and the, now a lot of businesses started peaking up since COVID. And I think in the last two years, so many businesses have opened. I was one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but how has kind of your competition impacted your business and like, how has that looked for you? How have you had to change your business? Um, I will say that there, there are some people who sell things very similar to me. And at first I was, you know, four years ago, it was, oh, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to talk to those people. I don't want to form relationships with them. And now I'm, we're so supportive of each other. Yeah. And one, there is one girl, um, Rachel of Sapphires and Sage Rush. I lo- met her last October and she has been such an inspiration to me as far as like me wanting to do better for my business, upping my pictures, doing more shows, um, 
making me want to be more creative to stand out from the other people. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that I love is that there are, are other people you can learn from and yes, there's competition, but it's also, Hey, I don't have this, but I have someone looking for it. Here's this customer. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me, I mean, I say this time and time again, but the Western industry was the best industry that I could have ever picked to go into specifically like the boutique industry. Like Mm -hmm. obviously there's always going to people be people that are only out there for themselves and you have to, you know, stay guarded in some situations, but overall, like so many of my best friends were either other boutique owners or customers of mine. Um, but like the, I, one of my best friends, Shana, she owns trendy Southwest hippie, like she owns a boutique, but we're so, so similar in our styles, but so different in what we do. She goes to shows and stuff like that. Like we all have our lanes to stay in and we're always, you know, tagging each other in posts and stuff like that. Like it is very collaborative and, I like, I see her doing really well one month and maybe I'm not. And it pushes me to like, you know, do a little exactly. more, try harder, but it's never like a competitive aspect. It's like healthy competition mm-hmm. of like, I'll support you, whatever you need for me, whatever I got, I can do for you. But the Western industry overall is so accepting. And so just positive I know there's always bad and TikTok I feel like seems to exemplify the bad um but that's really not the case in most in most cases that's not the case yeah that's I've met a lot of supportive people and you you never know who you're gonna need yes who who you who knows somebody or who can give you advice about something and I'm so open to being friends with everyone yeah um I always have been I like meeting people and it's weird to me I used to be like a very introverted person oh and... I still am <laughs> yeah no I yes I am like I thrive working by myself for myself but like since especially since moving to Texas I think I'm surrounded by everyone that had and my mom said this too she was like you just like have so many friends now and like are going out and doing stuff all the time. And I'm like, I think it's because I'm genuinely surrounded by people that like have the same interests, same motives, same drive, like all this stuff. And it's just so easy to connect with them that it doesn't feel like it's draining my battery. It's going out there and like, we actually are making each other better and like everything we do is so much fun. And like, yes, it's not always work. Like, yes, it might be like going out and drinking on a boat or something like that. But (laughs) like just being in Texas has filled my cup so much more. I just was a totally different person, like a lot sadder, a lot more. I wasn't depressed, but I was definitely in a funk like the last year or two in Texas or in Pennsylvania. Cause it just, I knew I was meant to be somewhere else. And did you go through that? Like, were you in a funk at all when you were in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it, it just, it didn't feel at first. It felt like that was where I was supposed to be. Cause I went there for ballet and that's yes. what I thought. And then I just, it's like just the honeymoon I was, phase. Like you're, yes. it's new and exciting and it's cool. And I like, I'm like, is that the case for here? But I genuinely don't think so. And like, I was super, super close with my parents. And so that's why I've waited. I waited six years to really pull the plug and move. Cause I just 
couldn't fathom leaving them. That's how long you thought about it. Yeah. (laughs) So I visited, so we have family in Texas. They lived in Robinson. So we came down to visit them and, um, went to Magnolia and Waco and all those things. Um, and like on one of the little guest books or whatever, like I wrote, like, I'll be here, like basically saying like, I'll move here. Like I knew from that first time that I was here, like I was meant to live in Texas. And that's even at the point where I wasn't even western or really country or like I grew up western but I got so far away from it because I went to school in Philadelphia so Mm -hmm. totally different like vibe but um I knew I was meant to be here it just you know moving away as an only child growing up with parents that you're super close to like that just seemed so scary to me and I thought like I, I couldn't when I was in Philadelphia I went home every weekend because I just like hated it and wanted to go home back to my parents and I was so close to them but then and I thought that's you know if I moved to Texas I can't just go home every weekend like it's (laughs) it's a little bit more expensive and a little bit longer of a trip but um so I was so scared to do it and I thought you know I'm gonna cry every day of my life blah 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 I think I've cried maybe twice since I've been down here and like not even like super upset, just like hormonal cries. Uh And I was like, that's how I know. Like, and I, I just always have a smile and people are like, you just look happier. And I'm like, I know I meant to be here. Like you found your people. Yeah. Like I found my people, I found my place. And I think it's weird, you know, Texas people truly, truly love Texas and like, will shout it from the rooftops. And yes, I get it now. (laughs) Like I understand, like I am that person now. Do you have something with Texas on it, like clothing or? I have like a, um, my mom got me, they actually came down here for their anniversary, their 25th anniversary. They went to like green and San Antonio. Um, it was like two weeks before I moved down here. And she got me like this shirt that says Texas Chica or something instead of like Topo Chico. But, Uh um, so I have that and like, I used to have, it's funny because I said about the six years thing, but I used to wear um, a Texas pen, like Texas necklace. I wore that for the last like six years when I lived in Pennsylvania and would never take it off. And I had a picture show up on like Facebook memories and like it was, it, I think my caption was like, you make plans and you hear God laughing. And I had that necklace on and that was six years ago. And I was like, you really do make these plans. And like, yeah, God really does have a plan for you. Cause now I'm here and who would have thought, but, um, so with your business, like, tell us more about what you do, where the name came from, stuff like that. Uh, I, again, so cringy. I, my sister and I kind of started our business together and then she went on to pursue other things. So it started out as Southern bling sisters. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh about it now. You could laugh. Like it's okay. Yeah, no, it's very Texas. <laughs> um, and then after I had my daughter, I, I loved her name. I still love her name. Um, her name is Adeline and I just shortened it to Addie Rose Southern And that's really when I started getting into offering more Western Mm -hmm. pieces because I wanted my business to be more of a direct reflection of me and the things that I loved. Um, And that's what it is now. I I do have a few pieces that are more trendy where I'm trying to reach a wider audience of people. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I would say 99% of the things that I offer are things that I absolutely love. And that's another reason why I love offering vintage pieces. Um, 
because they all have a story. And to me, that is, that's so cool. I, I love that. Like when I buy vintage pieces, I love hearing the stories that people tell me. And it also is helping to combat, um, fast fashion and the mass amounts of clothing that get donated. And I will say that starting this business and thrifting more has had me thrifting clothes for myself and for my kids more. Like it's amazing that things you can find brand new with tags on it at the thrift store for $2, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think there's, um, CJ's Western and there's a couple of different thrift stores down here that I went to. And I was like, this is like the Holy grail of thrifting because in Pennsylvania, you're not finding that. Like you might find some cool graphic tees or like some cool vintage, like it's very hard, but then you come here and it's like, there's so much, (laughs) um, no, but that's amazing. I love that you named it after your daughter. That's so sweet. And it's really cool to learn. This is what I love, like the communication, because, you know, you don't always know all the cool stories behind the products and things like that. So it's really cool to hear that you're getting them from like, you know, friends, family, people, you know, like, that's just cool. Like, not everything is just going to a, a store and buying this pair of jeans, right. like they have a story behind them. So that's really cool. Um do you go to markets or anything like that? Or no, just because you're like sourcing everything from thrift? Um, I haven't been to any markets yet. Last August, I really started offering more non-vintage items mm-hmm. because I want to expand and like I said, be able to reach a wider audience of people. So right now I'm just thrifting. In the future, um, I'll definitely go to market. It's kind of scary, a little daunting to think about. It's a lot. <laughs> I've seen you a couple times going and that's cool. I'll live vicariously through y'all for now. (laughs) It's overwhelming. I've actually never shopped at market. I've gone a bunch of times and I like, I do it for more like market research type of thing and also just to travel, like an excuse to travel, but I've actually never shopped because it's so overwhelming. And like, I'm scared to really like I know I would overspend if I actually shop there oh, so easily. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, let's just stick to the basics and like make our rounds. But, um, what's kind of next for you? What's your plans with your business, your life, anything like that? Um, I guess just keep expanding. I am doing more shows. I have been applying for vintage market days. I don't know if you've heard of those. They have their franchises. So they're all over the U S But there's a bunch of them here in Texas and they're kind of hard to get into because they're really looking for unique vintage, um, junk antiques kind of thing. And I finally got into one after applying for a year. So I'll be doing that. Yes. I'll be going to be in Lindale in November. Um, so that my goal is to get into more of those and do traveling shows. Yeah. Um, So I do do a lot of wholesale too. I don't. That's on my list of things to get. I'll probably just be renting one for now until I can, you know, because they're they're expensive and it's like finding a place to store it and (laughs) kind of scared about how to even hook up a trailer to my car. (laughs) (laughs) Having my husband yell at me, what are you doing? (laughs) Just don't look. Just don't look. Love that. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see, um, kind of where your business takes off too as you expand. Um, 
where can people find you if they're looking for you on social media, your website, that kind of stuff? I am on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, but I'm most active on Instagram. It's Addie Rose Southern. Um, and the link there to my website. <laughs> cool. We'll link everything in the show notes <laughs> yeah. too. But um, so I just have a few like rapid fire questions to finish off sure. the episode. So the la- uh, the first one is what is your favorite Western movie? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is so funny, but um <laughs> it it's an oh it's an Elvis. It's not even like a Western Western Elvis movie, but yeah. um I love Viva Las Vegas. Like <laughs> I just that's not even really Western. I don't really watch a lot, whole lot of Westerns, but it works. I love Elvis. There's <laughs> a couple works. Western ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite um country music song or artist song I love Clint Black mm. um I've been listening to him a lot lately that's a, lot a good, of one. good no one's said yes that one before but I do like him um and then so in 50 years when you're sitting on your porch <laughs> oh I know it's a long time away but it, life goes quick um but when you're sitting on your porch like talking to your grandkids about like what do you want them or what do you want to be known for for leaving your legacy like in the western industry uh, that's someone who was not part of the Western industry growing up, came into it and shared their love for the industry, shared their love for, for fashion and their appreciation for horses and the people who take care of cattle and the farmers and all the ranchers and that it's okay to be who you want to be and it's okay to love and and do the things that you want to do even if people are telling you oh you you can't be a part of that because you didn't grow up like that you can be whatever you want to be just do whatever makes you happy yes exclamation points on that love that um well thank you eve so much for being thank on you. i really appreciated hearing more about your business and i'm excited for you and all that's to come thank you